With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Bukhama Daf Nundalad, page 54. We begin on the bottom of Nungim Lama Beis, page 53b, six lines up at the end of the line. We said in the Mishnah that if an ox, along with the vessels that it was carrying, fell into a pit, and the ox got damaged and the kalim, the vessels got broken, so we said that there's only an obligation in regards to the shore, to the ox itself, but not in regards to the vessels. Masis is like Rabbi Huda, so the, so the Gemara says that the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Huda, the tiny, we learned in Abraisa. Rabbi Huda says there is an obligation on vessels that get damaged inside of a pit. My time at the Rabbah, and what's the reason of the rabbis who say that there's no obligation in regards to, to vessels inside of a pit? The verse says, If an ox or a donkey should fall in there, so then the Torah says there's an obligation. So the sages learn now from here, an ox, this comes to exclude a person. If a person falls in, there's no obligation. The word that it says a donkey has an obligation, if a donkey falls in there, but not if vessels fall in there, then there's no obligation. Rabbi Yehuda, so how does Rabbi Yehuda, how does he know that in fact there is an obligation in regards to a vessel? Only the rabbi says a kalim. It says the word oi, or it says an ox or a donkey. So this comes to teach you that it's including an extra thing because they could have left out the word oi, the word or. The rabbanan, the sages, why don't they learn out from the word oi, or? So they hold that you need to say the word or, because we need to say that there's two different cases here. If an ox or a donkey falls in, so that you shouldn't think that, an, un, that you only have an obligation if both of them fall in. Yehuda, Yehuda says, that from the fact that the word, the Torah says the word v'nafal and it shall fall, it's singular. So it's teaching you that only one of them has to fall, not both of them. So you don't need the word oi. So therefore, according to Yehuda, you can use the word oi or to teach you that even something which is vessels have an obligation to pay for. And the rabbis hold that when it says, and it shall fall, it doesn't have to per se be talking about only one thing. It can be talking about multiple things. That's why we need the word prat. Sigmar says, hold on a second. Let's evaluate the verses. Why don't we say that from the fact that it says in the Torah, and it shall fall. So at first it doesn't specify what it's talking about. So it's making a general statement. Then it specifies by saying an ox or a donkey. So when we have a general concept, and then we specify, so klal prat, in such a case, we have a general general idea, and then you specify, so all you have included now is what you specified. So that would imply that only an ox or a donkey would there be an obligation, but not anything else, no other animals. So the Gemara says, no, Amri, we say like this, at the end of the verse it says, the owner of the pit has to pay. So that's a general statement that includes all cases. So now it went and it said a general statement again. So when you have a general statement, a specific statement, and then another general statement so then what we do is instead of saying it's only referring to the specific cases that were mentioned we say it's referring to any cases that are similar to the case that was mentioned just like the specific case that was mentioned which was an ox or a donkey those are animals that are alive so this comes to include anything which is alive if we find that the specific thing that we talked about an ox and a donkey so it's something that when there's a dead carcass of such an animal so it creates impurity when someone touches it or when someone carries it. So anything that its dead carcass causes impurity by touching it or carrying it, only that thing would have an obligation. But in regards to a bird, if a bird 
fell in there, let's say maybe a chicken that can't fly. So a bird that fell in there and got damaged. So since its body will not cause impurity if someone touches it or carries it, so maybe that would not be included in something that, that's required to pay damages if you own a pit. In case, it says, if that would be true, So the Torah could have just written either an ox or a donkey, and we would have known that. From the fact that it wrote two different things, it's coming to include even a case of birds that fell in there and got damaged. So now, how could it have written one of them? Because for sure, if it had just written ox, so then I wouldn't have known other animals, because I would have thought only things that are able to be brought in the, on the temple, in the altar, only those things have an obligation to be paid for if they get damaged in a pit. But not if it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have the ability to be brought in the, on the altar in the temple. Because of Rahman Khamor, if the Torah had only written a donkey, Havamina, we would have thought Kadesh Bibukharin. By a donkey, so there's a concept of Petachamor of redeeming the firstborn donkey. So only something that has that holiness on the firstborn, only there is there an obligation. But if something doesn't have the holiness on the firstborn of the animal, maybe there's no obligation to pay if the, if it got damaged in a pit. So we couldn't have written only one of them. We had to write both of them. So don't tell me that that's what it's coming for to teach you even birds. Ella Amar Kras, so the Gemara says, we learned it out from the fact that the verse is Vamesia Loi, that the dead carcass goes to him. Called the Barmisa, anything that's possible to die. That's what's included in the Hischaivus and the obligation for somebody who owns a pit. And therefore, even a bird will be included as well. So that's how we learn it out from. Now the Gemara asks, Whether according to the sages who say that we do not include vessels and things that have an obligation in regards to a pit, whether according to Rabbi Huda that says that we learn out from the actual word O, to include that there's also an obligation in regards to vessels, what's going on? Why do we have to exclude them or include them? The verse already excluded them from the fact that it says that only animals that can die, but a keli, a vessel, can't die. So what are we talking about vessels at all? Our answer is, and we say that when they get broken, that's called, that's what we would refer to as their death. According to Rav who said that what's the obligation in regards to a pit? It's because of the fact that there's poor air quality, nothing to do with the impact. So now, there's an important question, according to Yehuda, whether according to the sages or according to Yehuda, so if the problem is the poor air quality, how does, how does a keli, how does a vessel get destroyed or ruined by poor air quality? That doesn't even make sense. How can we even talk about it if that's the issue? Amri, so we answer, Bechadati. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about brand new vessels, the Mifkoi Mehavla, that they get ruined from the poor air quality indeed. Now the Gemara asks, This verse that we just said that we learn out from, the verse of Amesia that the dead carcass will go to him, we need it for a different statement. We need it to teach you the statement of Rava, the Amar Rava. Rava says, That when a shore, an ox, that should have been sacrificed in the temple, which was not able to because it got a blemish, if that falls into a pit, there's no obligation. He says, because the verse says, the dead carcass will be to him. So that's only in a case, when is there an obligation when the, when the dead carcass goes to him? comes to exclude this case where the dead body doesn't go to the person who caused the damage. He doesn't get any benefit from it. So, what's going on? Allah Amar Kras, the Gemara says, no, indeed, in the end, we learn it out from a different verse. The rabbi is called the Islay Bailam. That the verse says that you have to pay back the owners of the animal. So, it's coming to teach you that anything that has an owner, there's going to be an obligation to pay it back.
And therefore, so it could be talking about a bird, it could be talking about an animal, and it could even be talking about a kli, a, a vessel, if not for the fact that we had excluded it according to the sages. says, if that's so, afilu nami, so then a person and a vessel should also be included. Why is there an obligation there? Amar Kra, that's where the verse comes to say, adam, an ox and not a person. Kalim, a donkey comes to exclude, not vessels. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that we include vessels, so we understand what the word shore, the word ox is coming to exclude, it's coming to exclude a person. What does he use the word donkey to exclude? So Rava comes to say, the word chamor in regards to the, the pit, and the word se in regards to a lost object, it's an extra word that we don't have an explanation for kasha. In both of these cases, so the words are extra, we don't have an explanation for them, it's slightly problematic, and we don't have a direct, perfect answer for that. The Gemara continues, If, let's say, it fell into there, into the pit, an ox, a deaf, insane, young, so we're going to see what that means precisely, I'm not translating it well, so then there's going to be an obligation. Now the Gemara asks, What does it mean? If it means an ox that belongs to a deaf mute, an ox that belongs to an insane person, an ox that belongs to a minor, that would imply that if we're talking about an ox that belongs to a regular person, there would be no obligation? Can't be. We're talking about an ox that is deaf. We're talking about an ox that is insane. We're talking about an ox which is young. We turn to the Nundalar on page 54b. Hashor should be kech, that implies that if it's an ox, which is a normal ox, potter, that there's no obligation, that still doesn't make sense. Um, Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya says, We're saying something that's not only. Not only in a case which is an ox, which is a regular, normal ox, is there an obligation? But in regards to an ox which is deaf, or insane, or young, maybe the deafness caused it, or the youngness of the animal caused it, really put there. So maybe there would be no obligation on the owner of the pit because it should be an obligation on the owner of the ox to say, listen, my animal has got something wrong with it, I have to take care of it. Kamash Malon, that's what it's coming to say, that no, that there still is an obligation on the owner of the pit. If something with intelligence falls in, there's no obligation on the owner of the pit. My love, sure, Bardas, maybe we're talking about this thing that has intelligence, it's an ox that has intelligence, and that would disprove what we just said. Adam, he said, no, it's talking about a person, a person who has intelligence, if he falls in, there's no obligation on the owner of the pit. Hold on a second. Adam ben Dasu de Potter, that implies only a person who has intelligence, that is there no obligation. Holav ben Dasu de Chayiv, if let's say he wouldn't have intelligence, let's say he would be a foolish person, there would be an obligation. The Torah says an ox and not a person. That comes to exclude all kinds of people. And Lamai ben Nassim says, what does it mean when we say that a person who has intelligence? It doesn't mean just a person who has intelligence. Mean ben das, that there's no obligation in regards to a case where it's the species of something which normally has intelligence. So that would include even a person who doesn't have intelligence as long as he's a human being whose species does have intelligence. Amar Lay, so he responded and said, Vahatani, we have a bryce, 
If you have an ox that's intelligent falls into the pit, there's an obligation on under the pit. It's explicit. says like this: An ox which is deaf, an ox which is unintelligent, an ox which is young. Dafka only there is there an obligation of Ashur If it's a smart ox, Potter there's no obligation. My time was the reason to boy because he has to watch out where he's going. The animal is responsible for himself in a certain sense. Tanya Namihachi, we have a brace like this explicitly. If an ox which is deaf foolish or young falls in there was sumo or blind it's walking at night so then there's an obligation if it's aware if it's a smart animal or it's walking during the day then there's no obligation the Mishnah continues when the Torah speaks about an ox in the Torah causing damage so it's not just an ox causing damage or getting damaged but any animal will be included in that as well in regards to falling into a pit in regards to that which the Torah says that by Harsina, by Mount Sinai when the Jewish people were there so they weren't allowed to come close neither they nor their animals were allowed to come close so even though the Torah specifies and it's going to be the true and the same thing in all of the following cases even though the Torah specified an ox or a donkey it doesn't mean only an ox or a donkey but any animal also in regards to paying double when someone steals something, in regards to returning a lost object or a lost animal, in regards to helping out if an animal is buckling under its load, so the Torah says that, uh, that there's an obligation to help out your friend to take off the load, in regards to the obligation of uh, muzzling one's animal, in regards to the obligation not to put two different types of animals in the same yoke, in regards to, on Shabbos you're not allowed to, to make your animals work, so in regards to a wild animal that was made domesticated or a bird that somebody owns, is going to be the same halacha, similar to those in Kainlam and Nemashor or So then, why does the Torah specify an ox or a donkey? When the Torah speaks, it speaks in the normal case in the in in those times. So it was normal to have an ox or a donkey, not so normal to have other types of animals. So the Torah speaks about the normal case, but it also applies to all of the cases of all their animals, whether they're domesticated, whether they're not. If it's if it's in a person's possession, so he's responsible for them. The Gemara says, In regards to falling into a pit, The verse says, You should return the money to the owners. Any case, any animal that has an owner has to be returned to. Like we said, In regards to removing the animals that they shouldn't touch the Mount Sinai. So the verse says, that Whether it's an animal or a person, So if it touches it, so they won't be able to live. And a wild animal is included in the concept of a domesticated animal. It doesn't have to be referred to separately. Behema includes both. Im, the word, it says im, if. So that's an extra word. So it's coming to include even a bird. Now the Gemara continues. How do we know that there's a concept that they're all the same in regards to paying double if one steals? The verse says, For any act of negligence. So we're saying a general statement, and we don't make any specifics. Called varpshia. Any any time where there was negligence, there's going to be an obligation. Also in regards to all animals. Lashavas aveda. In regards to returning a lost object or a lost animal, because the verse is la veda sachicha that you have to return anything that was lost by your friend. Leprika. How do we know that there's an obligation in regards to helping someone whose animal is buckling, no matter what kind of animal it is? Yelav chamor chamor mishabes. We learn that from the fact that it says donkey over here. It says the word donkey in regards to Shabbos, and just like we're in regards to Shabbos, it's all kinds of animals. So to 
over here. Lechasima. How do we know that there's an obligation to muzzle one's animal, all animals? Yalif shor shor mishabis. It's also learned out because it says the word shor here, the word ox here, it says the word ox in regards to the Shabbos. So just like over there, talking about all animals, so it's so over here. Lekil ayim in regards to putting two animals in the same yoke that are different types. Ikilayim the harisha yalif shor shor mishabis. If we're talking about the kilayim, the placing two animals in the same yoke in order to plow, so then that will be learned out because it says the word shor ox in regards to this and we're also in regards to Shabbos. If we're talking about the concept of kilayim, of not putting two animals together, trying to create animals, new, different types of species from that, so that also we have a xerah we have the same word by both, it says your animal, both in regards to kilayim, in regards to placing these two animals together, and in regards to Shabbos. The Gabbos Shabbos Minon, the says, how do we know that this is also true in regards to Shabbos? The Tanimei Babraisa, Rabbi Yosef says, in the first set of the Ten Commandments. So the original ones that, that God had written, so it says like this, It says, your slave, your maidservant, and your animal. And in the second set of the Ten Commandments, the verse says, Not only does it say all of your animals, but it says also an ox and a donkey. The, the words ox and donkey are already included in all animals. Why does it have to say again, Why does it have to say specifically an ox and a donkey, if it already is going to say, all your animals. Lemer is coming to teach you. Just like over here when we're talking about the ox and the donkey. So it's not just the ox and the donkey. But all other animals and birds are also going to be similar to them. So in all places where we have the words shore or chamor, an ox or a donkey, so you're also going to have it that a wild animal or a bird are going to be similar to them. Now the Gemara asks, Why don't we say that in the first time, in the first set of the Ten Commandments, where it says the word behema animal, it's coming to say a general rule. When it says in the second set of the Ten Commandments, your ox or your donkey, it's coming to say something specific. And then we could say that when you have a general concept and you specify, so then it would only include specifically those things that are included when we specifically said those things. That would mean only the ox and the donkey, but not anything else. Amri, the Gemara answers, When it says the word, and all of your animals, in the second set of the Ten Commandments, it's coming to say a second time, a general statement. So when you have a general statement, a specific statement, and a general statement, So then all you do, what you say is that, it's not just specifically the thing that was specified, but it's saying anything that's like the thing that was specified. Just like the thing that was specified was something that's an animal which is alive. I've called So to any animals that are alive, there's going to be an obligation that they, they should not work on Shabbos. Ve'ema, so the Gemara says, why don't we say, Just like we find that the specific thing that we mentioned was something that can cause impurity if it's touched or it's raised, if it's picked up. Maybe it's only something that's going to be similar to that, that its dead carcass can cause impurity when it's touched or carried. But that's not true in regards to birds. So maybe they wouldn't be included in, in this forbidden nature that one cannot make his birds. Maybe he can make his birds work on Shabbos. Amri, we say like this, in Cain, if so, it could have just written one of them. It didn't have to write shor or chamor. It didn't have to write an ox or a donkey. It could have just written one of them. The Gemara says, hold on. Which one should the Torah have written? If it had just written an ox, we would have thought only animals that can be brought on the, as a sacrifice on the altar, only those things have a forbidden nature 
picture on Shabbos. But if it can't be brought as a sacrifice in the temple, lie. You would think that there's no obligation to make sure that it rests on Shabbos because Rachman Hamor. So that's why the Torah had to write donkey. Because Rachman Hamor, if it had only written donkey, I mean, you would have thought Kodesh in. Only an animal like a donkey, which has a concept of Petach Hamor, redeeming the firstborn, is a holiness of the firstborn animal of that Hamor, that donkey. Shein Kodesh But not something that doesn't have that holiness because of Rachman Ashur. So that's why I had to write also an ox. So you can't say that we're learning enough from the fact that it could have written one of them, it couldn't have written one of them. So we say no. Rather, when it says, and all of your animals, it's coming to include more things. So even though oifis, birds, should have been excluded, since it uses the word kol, which means all, it's just an extra word, so it's coming to include even birds. Now the Gemara challenges us for kol hechad the of rachman a kol ribuyu. Anytime the Torah writes the word kol, all it's coming to include more things. In regards to tithes, the chesed the verse says kol. It says the word all because they're shinon prat, and we use it to just as a regular general statement, just like we have a general statement and a specific statement. The Tanya. Let's see how it works out. We have a brisa. So the verse is talking about the concept of meiser sheni, the second tithe. What they would do with the second tithe was they would take it up to Jerusalem to encourage commerce there near the temple. So the verse says that you can take that money and you can buy whatever you want over there. So that's a general statement. Klal. Babakar uvatsoin uvayayin uvashecher. The verse says, what can you buy with that money? Any kind of cattle, any kind of sheep, any kind of wine or beer. Prat. So it's specifying. And then it says, Anything that your soul desires. So again, it said a general statement. So the Bryce says, when you have a general statement, a specific statement, and a general statement, so then what we do is we say anything that's similar to the specific thing. Just like the specific thing that we're talking about is something that's a product of a product, or of a of fruit, right? Because animals are considered a product of fruit because they, that's what they eat. They eat produce. And it grows from the ground. It's... Also, the animal is considered that it grew from the ground since it's a produce that grows. So to anything which is a product of produce and it grew from the ground, so therefore it's included. So what do we see though? It uses the word kol. It says bakol and anything that your heart will desire. And we don't say that it includes many other things besides for what's specified and what's similar to what we specified. So the Gemara answers, Amri, we say like this, bakol klala. When it says in this verse, what does it say? It doesn't say kol. It doesn't just say all. all. It says, in all, in all that your heart will desire, bakol. So when it says that type of word, so then it's saying a general statement. Kol, when it just says the word kol by itself, all, so then it's rebuy, it's coming to include more things. Ibayasim, another possible terrorist, another possible answer. Kol nami klolahu. When it says the word kol, it's also a general statement too. It is. Mihu, however, hai kol dahacha ribuyuhu. That this time when it says the word kol, it says the word all, it's actually coming to include more things. Why? Because the verse could have just written, and your animals. It's just like it says it in the first set of the Ten, ten Commandments. Because of vichol behemtecha. And the Torah, nevertheless, even though it could have written it without the word vichol and all, it could, it could have written it that way, but it wrote it with the word vichol and all. So from the fact that it's extra, it didn't have to write it at all. It's coming to include another thing. It's coming to include the case of the birds. Now the Gemara challenges. Hash the Amr's kol ribuyahu. Now that we're saying that the word kol is coming to include more things. This that it says the word your animal on the first set of the Ten Commandments. This that it says your ox and your donkey on the second set of the tablets. Why did it have to say it at all? It could have just said 
all of your animals, and I would have known all different animals. Didn't have to specify a shor and a chamor, an ox and a donkey at all. Amri, so we say like this, sure, the reason that's to say the word ox, la'agmur, is sure, sure, la'chasima, to teach you that it's also true that we include all different types of animals in regards to muzzling your animal. Chamor, why does it say the actual word donkey, la'agmur, chamor, chamor, the prika? This comes to teach you that in regards to helping out a person whose animal is buckling under its load, that it's also true in regards to any animal. Behemtacha, why does it say the word your animal, which is extra? Lagmuri, behemtacha, behemtacha lekalayim. It's coming to teach you that it says the same word in two different places, also in regards to Shabbos, and also in regards to kalayim, not placing two different types of animals in the same yoke. So now, it's also true that it also applies to any different kind of animal. Ihachidimagar says, if that's so, afilu adam litzar, we see in regards to Shabbos that a person also has an obligation to rest on Shabbos. So just like a person is connected to the animal that's spoken about in the verse, so maybe there should also be a forbidden thing that you can't put a, a man and an animal in the same yoke. And we know that that's not true. Why do we say in the Mishnah, It's permitted to place a man in the same yoke right next to another animal. So Rapapa answers, The person from Papona, so he explained to us the reason, the Hamilsa of this matter. Who's the person I'm talking about? It was Rav Achabar Yaakov, who is from Papona. Amar Kra, he says, so the verse says, in order that your slave and your maidservant rest just like you. So now it says the word resting. When do we say that there's a connection between people and animals only in regards to resting, but not in regards to placing them in the same yoke? That would be permitted. There would be no forbidden nature of placing a human being and an animal in one yoke.